0: welcome to another episode of failing to success i'm your host chad kalecki with cosmic design i'm here today with eric harper his company is called gg talent group and what they do is they help content creators to forge partnerships brand deals and really add more value to their overall so eric we were just talking earlier about the many failures on the path to building a business So go ahead and share one of your good
1: stories. Well, about three months in, I was ready to quit. (laughs) So that, that was an almost
2: catastrophic failure. Actually, I didn't have the grit required in the beginning. I mean, I was also working a full-time job as well. This was like a side gig for us. It wasn't like supposed to turn into anything. And so the, the expectations were very low. And when you have low expectations and a plan B. You don't put a lot of effort into a business, right? So just didn't have the right mindset. But uh, my wife and and co-founder really helped me just say, all right, look, let's just make it to the end of the year and let's see how things go. So we're like three months in, the receipts aren't coming in, we're signing clients, we're doing things, we're doing a lot of things, but nothing's working revenue-wise, right? And as an ex-finance professional, positive cash flows, actual economic value, things like that. That's what we're shooting for. We're not trying to go for a big valuation and raise a bunch of funds. We're trying to actually generate income, right? Old school business stuff. So it just wasn't working. It was just like, it, just the ramp up period, all the efforts, but something magic happened a few months in where about a month or two after I wanted to throw in the towel. And I posted about this on LinkedIn as well. It was like a very embarrassing story for me because now we have a very successful business. And for me to be like three or four months in and be like, Ah, this is too, too hard. But now I reflect back on it and I'm like, well, we put the time in, we persevered through it and then we saw the other end. And it's, 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 it's kind of like that meme that, uh, that cartoon where that guy, he's digging in the tunnel and he's almost at the end. He's like, ah, screw it. I'm going to leave. That was literally me. So huge failure just in terms of leadership and, and vision, but I really learned a lot from it and now we're doing, doing quite well. So what was that big change that hit? time patience <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's like uh, i'm a very impatient guy or right? i have been my entire career right and i've so like i get i have a lot of passion and i know what i want but i want it like now and so i don't think i was mature enough at the, at, at the time which is funny because i just turned 40 and so this was only a, a few years back so i was late late 30s and still wasn't mature enough to have the patience that that you, that you need to build a business <laughs> i'm I just don't think most, most people understand like that. There's just so much patience involved. And I think a lot of founders, they end up failing multiple businesses in a row and eventually come onto something that works. Right. I mean, I was lucky that our first one worked right. Like, like I've never run anything else. So in retrospect, it wasn't that
1: hard, but it felt grueling. So
0: I get mine work for a time. And then yeah. sometimes they're cyclical and you have to start again. That's what really sucks.
2: Yeah. Well, well, we also started in the middle of the pandemic as well. So while that was a good time for gaming, because everybody was at home, they're playing more games, they're watching more gaming content and all that, and all the social platforms like Twitch and YouTube are all growing exponentially, it was also a tough time because there's no conventions, there's no face-to-face, right? You, you can't forge those those in in-person deals and so for a person like me who likes to talk as you can probably tell and likes to like get out there and kind of mix it up it was really tough to be sending these cold emails and dming people on linkedin and be like hey you want to do business together we got this little thing and and it it, it, it was a weird environment to kind of go through Uh, there were a few other agencies that were were like us as well who like started at the same time and and it was very odd because we had a lot of growth on the client side of things in terms of like Stream hours and watch hours and gaming content, but then on the buyer side of things, like everybody's like freak freaking out, like, is the world going to end with COVID? Like, do we want to invest in these things? So, so it was a, it was a good period, and it was a tough period as well. And now we're in this weird economic situation where everybody's complaining about like, oh, the world's falling apart, and and I'm looking around, I'm like, it's like business as usual. If everybody would just sort of calm down, right? <laughs> I mean, like maybe consumer demand isn't like where it needs to be everywhere, but it's not as bad
1: as. As the link, link, LinkedIn articles, and all the other things might seem to indicate, but uh here's where we are. All right, you still have a lot of content creators creating endless amounts of
0: content, especially now.
1: Yeah, more than we've ever had. We have about 80 now. Which when
2: we started, we had four. In our first year, I think we ended around 25. So we, we've had a lot of client growth. So I'm not complaining, but a lot of people out there in the space are, and there, there definitely have been a lot of, a lot of layoffs, a lot of. Struggles in the esports industry, especially with esports orgs. I guess what defines us and makes us, I think, in a better position here, especially this year, is that we're not focused on these like sort of big brand ideas. We're focused on the KPIs and results. And so my creators g- get out there, they promote the brands, they promote these games, they love what they do. And so they're like very focused. But when it comes to some of these larger esports orgs, it's like, it's about the image and all this kind of stuff, which is all cool, but it doesn't move product. And in, in a
1: year where marketing budgets are getting slashed, kinda don't wanna be there. <laughs> what does this relationship look like between you and a content creator? Sure, it's very close. It's tough too, because you end up becoming
2: very friend-like, right? But you can't be friends with, you can't be fully a friend with somebody who's your business partner, right? We're, we're here to make them money. We're here to support their career. And if you blur the lines, Hey, I'm, I'm your friend. And then sometimes I get you some sponsors every once in a while. And we're like, like, that there is a lot of that in the industry. That's not how we run it, though. We're very, very buttoned up and but it but it's hard because you you get to know them. So well, you help them buy their first house, you watch them have their first kid and and all these milestones in their lives that you, you don't expect. So So it's a very At least for me, I can't speak for everybody in in the, in the industry. I mean, I, there are certain sort of folks out there who take a more cold approach to things. They're just trying to generate income and it's just just like a pathway to revenue. But for us, we're, we're, we started like very mom and pop type and while we've, we've grown a lot, we still have that kind of like main street feel when it comes to our clients and, and, and so it's just, we're just solving problems every single day. Trying to pump on, on revenue, because that's how we all make, make more money. And that's actually kind of an interesting thing about our, our line of work as well. We have no guaranteed revenue ever. We're always on commission. So if, if we don't close deals, there's no money. So we're like constantly working. Whereas other service providers, it's kind of about making your client just happy enough so they don't leave, but you're not putting a lot of resource on it. We, we can't do that.
1: If we don't put resource onto every client, they don't earn so it it keeps you busy <laughs>
0: yeah
1: well based on that model what's your minimum on
0: audience or following to take somebody on
1: it 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 depends and in the beginning it was a lot
2: smaller because you're kind of like working your way up the curve and all that now when it comes to twitch i mean we're we, we tend to look at people that are around a thousand to two two thousand average viewers and so on on twitch everything is like in a live stream environment it, it it's all about the con the concurrent viewership not the the total views necessarily but like are you gonna have a thousand two thousand ten ten thousand average people watch you at any one time and so if you're on the larger end you're five to ten k plus if you're below that you're kind of in the mid-tier and then it goes all the way really low i mean some some people on on twitch stream to zero or one average viewers like for years like literally it's it's rough. It's a rough industry and it's it's tough to break into. That we can't do any business with them because it's like uh, there's just no there's just not enough there to sell sell to the brands. But we 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 do we do make one actually big big exception there. And so like while on Twitch I may be, might be at the one to, to to 2k minimum when it comes to female or POC talent, there are not many that meet that threshold we go way lower than that. We we just want to work with with people that have brand 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 appeal and are working hard and hopefully are representative of a much larger part of our culture and white men with beards are pretty cool. I'm I'm one of them, but like there's there should be a lot more options in content and brands need to be working with a lot more di- diverse talent we haven't seen a lot of love there lately. I mean, there's a lot of talk online and things like that. But we're hoping over time that, be, because we have a very diverse roster, that brands will start to see more of that value, and we'll be in a good position when those budgets start to come.
1: So, yeah. Is is Twitch the core of your client base? Yeah, we're very focused on it. It's it's like I used to stream myself
2: years ago. And I, it's actually a really long story. I won't bore you with it, but I got sucked into the culture and, and, and and so it's, it's what I love. And so that's what I focus on. We do a lot of YouTube as well. A little bit of TikTok, although really glad I'm not super positioned there because things are pretty scary right now when it comes to what, what could, what could be happening in Congress. I mean, if they shut down TikTok in the U.S., I mean, those creators are like in a world of hurt right now.
1: So Twitch and YouTube is a lot safer. So with Twitch, what, categories content Are Is your typical client yeah the easiest way to look at ours is we're quite a bit different than everybody else a lot of other agencies that are on the
2: larger side tend to focus on esports so like league of legends and mobas and fps games like valorant and things like that we let them handle that. We focus on everything else. So mainly single player games, action RPGs, strategy games, MMOs to an extent. Those aren't single player, but that's kind of our one exception. We have a lot of speed runners, a lot of people who play games like Elden Ring, Genshin Impact, basically everything under the sun except the hyper competitive content. And the reason why we do that is A, I like the talent better. I mean, I've been on a lot of calls with New, new potential creators and when i get on a call with an fps talent especially if he's like a younger guy i'm like okay is this guy gonna listen to his management is he gonna do his sponsorships well is he gonna be like a good partner and they're god bless them but like they're not the easiest talent to work with so for me especially being 40 years old now working with people in their in their 20s right like it's nice to work with kind of a more mature segment and we've also found that the clients that we work with work a lot better for the brands as well because they're more mature they're more community-based they're about their overall brand they're not about like i'm the best league of legends laner like they they have their own thing that's bigger than the than the games that they play we also do a lot of work with game publishers and so since our streamers can cover so many different games there's a lot of synergy there so my my favorite thing is a variety streamer
1: like a larger variety streamer that likes to play a lot of different things there's a ton of money to be made. So I've never been a person who goes on Twitch. So they're live streaming them playing the game. And that's what people are tuning in for. Yeah. 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 And a lot of people have never heard of
2: Twitch either. And it's like they've Twitch has definitely tried. I mean, they had Drake on there, they had AOC on there, I think a couple years ago. So they they have they've, they've tried to bring some bigger folks into the fold. And I think a few years ago everybody was talking about ninja and all the talk shows and all that. But yeah, they Twitch is it started off as kind of a weird like Watch this one guy named Justin just live his life 24 seven. And then it, it evolved into something way cooler. No offense to Justin, but now there's like millions of streamers every single day uh, on Twitch. And yeah, they, they stream gameplay. They, 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 they do kind of podcast type things too, like this. They just chat with other people. They cover sports, music, you name it. So it's, it's just a cool place where if you're kind of in your twenties to 30s on up, it's 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 a good place to be. Whereas on on TikTok it's more like like the younger crowd, right? That this is like I'm over TikTok range, but I'm not like full
1: boomer status. <laughs> so anyway, it's, it's 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 a fun place, yeah. And nothing's recorded. It's just live stream and then it goes away. No, so the in most cases the the vods will be saved as well, but they don't okay. stay there forever and the
2: vod viewership is not the focus, right? So on YouTube If you try to search for somebody who's live streaming it can be a little tough right now with their ui so you just end up searching for anything on twitch it's very clear it's like you're looking for people that are live and that's the reason why it's important is that the people that come and watch every day want that live interaction and that's what's really cool about it it's really cool for brands too because like if you do a 60 second ad on youtube anybody can skip that or if it's like a a regular ad there's just a little pop-up right those are very easy to skip with ad blocker and just a lot of other things when you're live on Twitch there's no way to ad block that so if somebody's doing a call to action for Chipotle let's let's say they're going to get that message and they're and they're going to hear it from somebody that they can chat right back to so they can literally talk to them i mean, I mean not like a one to one like like we're having here cuz they're like trying to entertain thousands you know but like you can interact with the creator in a way in a live stream that you couldn't in any other medium. So it's, it's pretty freaking cool.
0: Yeah. It's it's forced viewership. You don't really can't opt out of that ad. No, no, you're, you're in. (laughs) So Eric, if our audience wanted to reach out to you or your company, how would they do so?
2: Sure. I mean, the easiest way is just to hit us up on our website, ggtalentgroup.com or send us an email at info at ggtalentgroup.com and. If we are interested in your message, we will get back to you. We do get
1: a lot of them, though. Every single day, I have like thousands of emails, it feels like. So I try to prioritize them.
0: Well, thank you, Eric, for being on the show. And thank you, yeah. everybody, for listening to another episode of Failing to Success. I'm your host, Chad Kalecki with Cosmic Design. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And we'll see you next time.